recognizing that war, how to win the war, how to surrender in the war. We want to kind of leave that behind for a little bit. We'll come back to it near the end of the seminar. But now I want to move into the next section, and that's connecting not just our personal walk, but connecting our marriages to Christ's power. Plugging into Christ's power so that we have good relationships. Are relationships important? Can we get on in this world without some relationships? So that's what I want to look at tonight. Tonight's quarter hour of power is entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? And then on Sunday, we're going to look at Judge and Jewelry. And then on Tuesday, we're going to look at the TARDIS. What is a TARDIS, you might ask? If you were a British audience, every single one of you would know what a TARDIS is. But I don't think any of you do. You have no idea what a TARDIS is? Well, come back on Sunday and you'll find out. No, no, it's a bit like a telephone box. But we'll get to that, okay? So, any of you know what this is? Anybody seen one of these things before? 20 years ago, you might have had a few questions, but these days, everybody knows what this is. In actual fact, 171 million Americans own a cell phone. That is 66% of the households in North America. Can you imagine that? Of those who have cell phones, the average is 619 minutes every month used on the cell phone. That's over 10 hours a month. I did a little bit of mathematics and I added up, if there's 171 million Americans and the average is that many minutes, that works out to 1.7 billion hours every month people are on the phone. Can you imagine it? Yet, let me give you some more statistics. 50% of first-time marriages in the year 2000, ended in divorce. 60% of second-time marriages ended in divorce. And that's not including the 5.5 million Americans who lived together and never got married. So if all the talking that's going on, it obviously isn't helping marriages very much. So what are people talking about? You know, my brother, he's married now, but when he was engaged... He had a cell phone. It was on the same network as his girlfriend. So they talked on the phone, and they spent 2,500 minutes in one month just talking to each other. That's 41 hours. I mean, he lived in Michigan, and she lived in California, so it was their only way of talking. But can you imagine 40 hours in one month just talking? Does that happen once you get married? Oh, you know the reality, huh? So... Did we have any trouble talking, like my brother, whilst we were courting? We just talked all the time. Every time he got five seconds, talk, 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 talk. But after a few years of marriage, hardly got anything to say to each other. What went wrong? Well, let me ask you another question, somewhat unrelated. What is the most common phrase ever spoken into a cell phone? Do you know? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Are you there? Ah, they're gone. You know, and that's how it is in a lot of marriages. They try to talk, and one doesn't talk, or they both don't talk, and then, gone now. I want to look tonight at seven 
practical ways to have good communication. Most of this applies in a marriage, but if you're not married, you can apply it to any significant relationship that you're in. Maybe to your parents, maybe to your sister, maybe to your children. Works for all of them. Most of these uh, work for any. Some are just for marriage. So why don't we talk anymore in marriage? Well, some of the answers are easy to uh, give. Some of them are not so easy to give. You know, the TV has a lot to do with the lack of communication. Because we sit in front of the box and we just look at it and the next person looks at it and we don't talk to each other. We go to bed and we never said a word to each other hardly. Or the internet. You know, only one person can drive the mouse at one time so the other person's out of it. Or we put our personal stereo on which excludes everybody else. So there's a lack of communication sideways. We're all doing something. So let's look at those seven effective principles for communication. And you're going to have to make notes because I've only got about one and a half minutes on each one. First one is very obvious, time. If you want to communicate with your spouse, with your boyfriend, with your sister, with your children, you've got to have some time. And if you don't ever set a time, if you say, oh yeah, it's important, it's good to communicate, we'll do that. But if you don't set a time, believe me, it probably will never happen. Because too many other things will come into your life and it will just get washed away. So for me and for my wife, we've learned the only way is to have a specific time every day. My wife and I, I work from home and we have what we call walkie-talkie time. There's no walkie-talkie involved. We're walking and we're talking. We walk up the road together and we walk down the road together. I walk, I talk on the way up, she listens. <laughs> well, we talk backwards and forwards, but I get priority on the way up. She gets priority on the way down. And we have a little kiss at the end, <laughs> right out in the middle of nowhere. For you, it might not be a walkie-talkie time. It might be just calling somebody up in your lunch hour and talking. It might be pillow talk. Whatever it is, whatever works for you, set a time in the day where you can talk to each other. Because if you don't, it will just be, oh, did you pay the bills and did you fill the car up with gas? Just that kind of stuff. That's not going to hold a marriage together. So the first point is take time to talk to each other, to communicate. If you don't, it'll get washed away. Has anybody ever here said to their spouse, well, you should have said something. Well, why didn't you tell me? Well, I'll tell you why they didn't tell you, and I'll tell you why they didn't say something, because there was never a time to do it. So let's set a time, whatever works for you. Point number two, talk about spiritual things. Not just, did you pay the bills, did you fill the car up with gas, not that sort of stuff. I mean, it's okay to talk about that, obviously. But talk about spiritual things. Be a little bit vulnerable with each other. Open your hearts up a little bit and have some slightly deeper communication. So... What do you think about this battle with self? Ask the other person. What do you think about the, what we talked about last night? And Just have a bit of talking backwards and forwards. Get past the surface level and get a little bit deeper. We have to be intimate in conversation. Just be a little bit more vulnerable. Talk about those things with your spouse that you wouldn't talk about with anybody else. That's okay. That's what God intended for our marriage relationships or our, our close relationships to go deeper than just the surface. It's where the real joy is. You got little things that you want to talk about? Talk about them. See if the other person can help you. Bounce a few ideas backwards and forwards. 
That was point number two. Talk about spiritual things, deep things. Point number three, planning together. Short-term planning, mid-term planning, and long-term planning. You know, short-term planning might be, well, what's in your day today, sweetie? You know, what are you doing after work? You know, what time do you think you'll be back? You know, just talking about things that are either that day or that week. Short-term kind of stuff. Find out where each other's going. Oh, I'm going there tomorrow night. Oh, well, I was going there the night after. Oh, well, why don't we go together then? Just a bit of communication. That's obvious. How about midterm planning? Talking about the, the year ahead, the six months ahead. You know, maybe you talk about vacation. And the wife is going to Hawaii for two weeks. And the husband thinks he's going camping for the weekend in Glacier. It's quite a difference. Why not talk about it? Why not have a little bit of communication? What do you want to do? What can we afford? Where would the children like to go? Long-term planning. What do you want to be doing in five years' time? Are you happy here in Montana? Is it too cold? You know, it would be terrible to find out that when your rental falls through, that the husband wants to go to Alaska to go fishing, and she wants to go to Florida to sit on the beach. Better to talk about that and know where each other's coming from. You know, my wife and I, I told you last night, we lived in Ireland for a short while. And we'd only been there about six months, a year. And we're working in the garden together and we're just talking backwards and forwards. We had one little baby at that point. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, sweetie, I really don't think I want to live in Ireland the rest of my life. I was just being open. And she kind of got this real serious look on her face. And she walked off. I thought, uh-oh, I'll put my foot in it now. <laughs> well, I talked to, we talked again later on, and she says, this is the dream place for me. You know, you know that since I was 18, I've lived in 18 different places. She was a nurse, and she was always moving around different places. And she says, finally, I found the dream place. And I thought it was your dream place, and now you tell me you don't think you're going to be here very long. She was devastated. Well, it was good to figure that out rather than her getting more and more attached and me getting more and more discontent. So share those kind of things backwards and forwards. That was number three, planning together. Number four, no dumping. You know, let me explain that. You sit down to have some talk time, some communication time, swing time, whatever you want to call it, walkie-talkie time. And the first time you do this, the wife says, sweetie, the roof leaks. The car's making a funny noise. The vacuum's broke. The grass needs cutting. The door needs fixing. And the dog died. Husband's going to say, oh boy, I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> Don't, ladies. I speak from experience. My wife did it to me and I've spoken to quite a few of the couples and the same happened to them. They start to try and communicate and the first thing the lady does, and sometimes the man as well, is they dump 20 years worth right on their spouse and they're completely overwhelmed, and it puts them off. So no dumping, or no nagging might be another word for it. Any of you ladies ever tried nagging your husband? It don't work. <laughs> might work for some men, but for most men it doesn't. <clears throat> so take in that talk time that you have, share the time. You know, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes the lady's got a lot more to say than the guy. And so the lady does all the talking. Well, the guy will just sit and listen, unless the lady will be quiet for a little bit and let him come out of his shell. 
Not, not every case is like that way, but take time. Initially, when you start having communication time, talk about some of the easy things. Avoid the controversial things. Not the first time that you want to have some intimate communication that you go right into, well, you always do. It's the quickest way to break it up. Start with the safe things. Try to avoid the controversy initially. You'll get down to some of those things if you persist on. That was number four, no dumping. Number five, learn to listen. Learn to listen. You know, communication is a two-way thing. One is speaking, one is listening. Oftentimes, it's, it's easier to speak from the heart than it really is to listen. What is she trying to say? When my wife and I first started having communication time, she would start to say something, and I say, I know what you're going to say. I know I can finish it for you. And she was pretty smart. She says, go on then. You're going to say, la, 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 la. No, that wasn't what I was going to say at all. All right. Do we really know our spouse as well as we think we do? Take time. See, it's take time all the way through to listen. Be patient. Just zip the lip for a little bit and let the other one speak. Try to listen with an open heart. Try not to have the body language. Yes, yes, I know. I mean, it's a real put-off. Learn to listen. Learn to sympathize. You know, many of you might have heard of John Gray's book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. It is true, I mean, that statement isn't true, but it is true that men and women are very different. When my wife tries to say something, she'll normally say it in about three or four hundred words. I can normally do it in about 20. We're just different. So if she's kind of going round and round and round, it's not, come on, sweetie, get to the point. I've got to go. That's just a real shutdown. So try and be patient. Open up your hearts. Number six, focus on the good. You know, so easy in our communication time to, you're just a lousy at this, or why do you always do that? And it just takes it down. Focus on the good. Try and pull out some of those memories of things you did when you were courting. Go through your, remembering your wedding, look through the photo albums. Talk about a past vacation. Talk about those kind of things that bind you together. Don't try and deal with those hard things head on. You know, when we were courting, we had no trouble talking about all kinds of stuff. We've got to get that back into our marriage. So, focus on the good. And the last one, number seven, the sacred circle. There is a sacred circle around every marriage. And the only people involved in that sacred circle are the husband, the wife, and God. Don't ever, ever repeat Anything intimate out of your marriage circle to somebody else, to another girlfriend or to another guy at work, that is the quickest way to ruin the trust. And it breaks down the intimate communication, eats away at the fabric of the marriage. So never violate. If you've done it, well, there's nothing you can do about it. From this point onwards, don't violate that sacred circle. Keep it, keep it at home. You know, any relationship relies on communication. What kind of a relationship would you have with God if you never prayed, never talked to him, and you never read his word? Wouldn't be very good. 
What kind of a marriage are we going to have if we don't communicate? We might live under the same roof and we might be Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but God's got a lot more in store for us than Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Marriage can be one of the most joyful experiences on the planet. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.